and welcome to our Memorial Day special program here, the Baseball Talk Radio Show with Rich Baxter and Gary Mack. Well, we got some great stories for you this weekend, all about the uniforms for Memorial Day weekend here. Uh, Gabe Kapler not taking the field for the National Anthem, although he may do it on Monday. And the Yankees and the Rays foregoing coverage. A lot of stories this week, so tune in. Glad you're here. And hello, everybody. And we are live from the beautiful Baseball Talk Radio studios. I'm in the north one, and Rich is in the south one. I'm Gary Mack, and welcome to another edition of the Baseball Talk Radio show. And as I said, I am joined, as usual, by the great Rich Baxter. Rich, how are you today? Doing great, Gary. Happy Memorial Day weekend to you and all of our listeners out there across the country. And you're outside of this country. Happy weekend to you anyway. A new <laughs> end of the month, May, here, as Gary said, we're broadcasting live from the Baseball Talk Radio Show studios, East and South. And uh, <laughs> at least we have a great weather weekend lined up for Sunday and Monday. It's a holiday across America on Monday. And we remember our fallen heroes here in the United States, U.S. military personnel who have died in the U.S. Armed Forces. Used to be observed on May 30th every year from 1868 to 1970, Gary. And then right after that, they figured, let's make it the last Monday in May. So here we are already for Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, that's when they screwed up all the holidays, if you remember, Rich, and and uh, took them all and gave them Monday dates so it'd be a long weekend and, uh, you know, and created President's Day. And um, we used to be off for Lincoln's birthday on February 12th and Washington's birthday on the 22nd. And, uh, you know, now it's uh, who God knows what third Monday or something or other. Uh, so that they they kind of screwed up all the original dates of the day, but as you said, it is a day to remember all of the fallen heroes that have have passed and given up their lives for for us, essentially for our freedom, and uh, we honor them. And um, uh, you know, people used to sometimes they get it mixed up with Veterans Day, and Veterans Day is a completely different holiday which is uh, earlier in the year so um yeah it's 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 also rich the unofficial beginning of summer and a lot of landmarks especially in the game of baseball are connected to memorial day you know you you'll see a lot of stats about uh teams entering the lead by memorial day and blah 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 and uh so uh, get ready for that, but it's the unofficial opening of summer, and uh, Rich, can you believe the baseball season is flowing right along? Yeah, about a quarter of the way through already, and it's a long season. It's a six-month-plus season, as uh, hockey is and basketball is, so uh, yeah, we're well in the first quarter mark of the season, and if you're looking for those uniforms... Uh, for the camo this weekend, you're not going to find them on the baseball fields. We celebrated that last 
weekend. Um, on the 21st was Armed Forces Day, and MLB made the switch during the COVID time on us. If you remember, on Memorial Day, most of the time was when they wore the caps, the camo, uh, the redesigned uh, Memorial Day type caps. But today, we're just going to see a little patch on the uniforms uh, commemorating Memorial Day, maybe a logo on the hats. There, as you see, if you're watching us on the uh, YouTube or Facebook stream, the video stream of this show, uh, that's all we're going to have this, this year around. Uh, you're not going to see the camouflage. We've already seen that on the 21st. And as Gary told us last weekend, MLB will not be selling these jerseys with these patches or the hats with the Memorial Day logos on them this year. Uh, it's probably not a bad move. You know, I think they got a lot of criticism for selling all of this stuff. It does go to good causes, but, you know, it becomes a bit much for the fan. I mean, to keep up on this stuff. And, you know, uh, we all know people that like to have all the, the stuff and support this kind of thing. And it, it just gets to be too much after a while, you know. And and so I don't think it's a bad idea that they're showing the reverence, they're showing that they're uh, honoring uh, the day and doing it in a more simplistic manner. And I think that think that's fine. I think uh, it, it's uh, uh, done tastefully, and uh, I I don't see a problem with it at all. Very cool. Yeah, I sort of like the pomp and circumstance of the hats as we talked about last week i'm still on the fence of getting one even this week <laughs> <laughs> haven't pulled the trigger yet though so um i'll find out if i do that today but uh yeah it's a double-edged sword anytime uh you know a big or organization like mlb does something uh, they're going to have a lot of people that are for it a lot of people that are against it at least they're doing the Armed Forces uh, Day celebration and keeping somewhat of the camo and things like that uh, in the mix for fans that like that stuff. There's only so much you could do every year to change a hat around mm -hmm. and make it appealing for you to buy. But, uh, you know, as you said, it goes towards a good, uh, you know, they charity organizations get a lot of that money for those camo hats so it's a nice purchase for you to make and you're helping something else in the meantime i i think they ran into the problem too though they're they're honoring armed force the armed forces which was what last weekend or two weekends ago yeah the 21st which was uh, uh, last I, weekend right and now this weekend it's memorial day and in what Two or three weeks, it's going to be Father's Day, and it it's too many bunched up. I mean, they had Mother's Day, and then they had Armed Forces right after that, real close. So uh, you know, it, it it's that's four different type of hats, if you will, or uniforms that you'd have within a month and a half span. Uh, and then July 4th, if they were for a hat. So it's just, it's too much. It's just, uh, you know, too much for people to keep up with. And, and look, I know I bought a, a July the 4th hat two years ago, 
and the thing is perfect, you know, and, and I only wear it on July the 4th, and, and I'm not interested in getting another one now. So I think that's what happened with a lot of people. They bought, they bought a nice style that they liked. Um, and, and, then, and then how often can you change these things? You know, I mean, they, they tried different things. And, and I, you know, there was a couple of years there, didn't like the style. I liked the first style they put out was really sharp. And then the next couple I didn't like. And then they came out with one that was pretty good and pretty close to the first one. That's the one I bought. And, um, but you know, there's only so much you can do. And then after a while, people just stop buying the thing, uh, because they have enough. And, uh, and, and so, uh, I think it's the same thing with father's day and the mother's day and, you know, yeah. And it's- it, it, it just gets to be too much. Yeah. And it's hard for the designers, too. Every year they're trying to tweak here, tweak there. So you want to buy these caps. and uh, But a nice patch on all the uniforms. Uh, almost sort of like uh, England would do something like this, lest we forget, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty cool. And it's keeping within the holiday and uh, you know not militarizing it but you know we're remembrance so to speak right. so that's a cool way to uh, think about it and uh, yeah and and I, I think it's uh, the right way to go about it yeah well uh, in conjunction with that uh, just the other day the Yankees and the Rays were taken to social media and they sort of jumped on something that was happening on that day of course the tragedy with the school shooting in texas but you know they were so moved by it on thursday night they teamed up off the field for a sobering cause um did not post anything about the games that night went back and forth about you know gun violence and things like that from both accounts, um, which is a shame. And it's very sobering. Do I agree with it? No, I don't. (laughs) Unfortunately, I don't agree with what they did with this. Um, Though their heart was in the right place, I think it was totally wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't, I I have to agree with you. And uh, on another front with with this uh, San Francisco Giants manager Gabe Kapler told reporters ahead of his team's Friday night game that he intends to forego the pregame US national anthem moving forward he he says I don't plan on coming out on the for the anthem until I feel better about the direction of our country um, you know he made these comments as well uh, in a written statement on his website, sharing his thoughts about the 19 children and two adults that were killed at Rob Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas, by a lone 18-year-old uh, nut job. Um, you know, he he goes on. You can look at his blog post. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. He goes on and on. Uh, but I I don't think. 
I don't think that's the best way to protest it. Uh, it's your decision. You're allowed to protest. It's, you know, uh, he's allowed to have his own opinion and his uh, blog post. He can, and he definitely did and stated it, and that's fine. Um, but uh, I, I don't agree with it, and I, I don't agree that you sit out for the uh, anthem. Uh, as a protest, I don't. I think it's disrespectful, and uh, it's kind of a contradiction in terms. Because um, here we are on Memorial Day, you know, uh, memorializing the people that have died for the flag, and and in a way that anthem and. Here he's not even coming out for it to protest. It's kind of a contradiction there. Uh, but look, you know, uh, I think Tony Larusa said that uh, he doesn't agree with it either. But he, you know, he has the right to uh, do it, and and uh, he, and he does. But uh, I think it's a silly thing. Uh, you know, unfortunately, the event that happened, and it happens all over this country. And uh, we care about these shootings, and we should. Uh, but uh, we don't care about the children getting killed in the streets of Chicago uh, or in the streets of New York by gangs and stuff. And and look, they want to. The people want to, you know, get rid of guns and stuff. The guns didn't walk into that school by themselves. They were carried by somebody. And, um, you know, going into the gun manufacturers, it's, it's, it's all kinds of crazy stuff. They, you know, they're making a living. They're employing people and people need guns for certain things. There are parts of this country that are rural. They need a gun to keep predators away from their livestock that feed us. They need guns to hunt sometimes so they can eat. They need guns for other things. And, um, you know, it's getting to the point in this country because people are looking the other way and they want to defund the police that we're all going to need guns to defend ourselves because they're putting so many straps on the police and tying their hands that the cops don't want to do anything. You know, a lot of cops, <laughs> you know, I'm not surprised if a cop looks the other way if he sees a crime going down because he don't want to get involved. And uh, this is what we caused. We caused that, not the police, not the police union. We caused it because of these stupid idiots with their defund the police and get rid of the police. What well, what kind of society would we have without a police force? Yeah, there was, it, believe it or not, there was a local uh, matter that took place in South Jersey uh, a guy went into a dollar store with a gun, brandished it, pulled off a round in the store. He was mentally unstable, obviously. God knows what, you know, the, the truth was. But he came out of the store, made a movement like he was going to get his gun, and the police shot him. 15, 18, 20 them. rounds. But they didn't kill him, unbelievably. <laughs> I mean, you had 15 or 20 rounds being shot at a guy. That's why there is a higher power up there. And for his sake, he wasn't killed. 
mm-hmm. but yet his family's defending him, trying to make a media story out of it, which went nowhere. Yeah. I mean, how can you yeah. defend somebody that's going to threaten people with a gun and s- squeeze a round off in a store? I mean, that's crazy. And, you know, Rich, we the, Chicago has the toughest gun laws in in the country. And and still, their the crime rate is out of the way. The thing that none of these left-wing politicians seem to realize is that the gun laws only affect the good people. The bad people are going to find a way to get a gun. They'll build it themselves if they have to. But they're going to... Remember, I, well, no, you're a little too young, maybe. But back in the 50s and 60s, the, the gangs used to have these... Uh, zip guns, they call them, that they built themselves. And, and you know, the, the politicians miss this, that these the guns that are killing these people, they're not all legal. In this case, it was legal. He bought the guns. Well, what are you supposed to do? He followed the laws. And How much... Millions and millions and millions of legal gun owners that are competent, exactly. keep care of their weapons uh, across the country, as you said, in the major cities and the small cities. There's, there's many issues within the country to be upset about, but Kapler going out on a wing for this specific thing, he didn't do it two years ago when there was lawlessness throughout this country. And I don't want to make this the point of our podcast today, and we'll want wrap it up real soon. But this country was out of control two years ago, and did he say much then? No. You mean, you mean the summer of love? <laughs> That'll be looked upon like the late 60s riot someday, maybe. But... Uh. They just swept it under the rug. They didn't want it to be, uh, the left didn't want it to be out there, so they swept it under the rug. It's forgotten. And, and, and they, they forgot. That was protesting. But January 6th was an insurrection. Ooh, an insurrection. <laughs> my, of course, my favorite thing, though, still is the reporter from MSNBC standing there in the street with burning buildings behind him and he's going uh well it's mostly peaceful out here it's uh <laughs> you know people are a little upset it's peaceful and he had a bur- buildings are burning people are running crazy in the streets with rocks and stuff and this guy's going well it's mostly peaceful out here in minnesota uh yeah uh, <laughs> that that's that tells you Everything about the media, it tells you everything about what they thought about it, the left, and uh, just craziness. But as you say, uh, let's not beat a dead horse. Let's get off of this matter. And uh, um, in that And by the way, we want to extend our condolences to the people of Texas and the families. It's horrible. It's It's horrible. It's a terrible thing. I mean- but as Gary said, I don't think you're ever going to stop a nut, okay? Can we stop 16 nuts that brought down two World Trade Tower centers and killed 3,000 people? No. We could That's try right. to prevent it, but you're going to have people trying these things all the time. So 
Before we get on our soapbox. Uh, well, well, one more thing <laughs> before we go. What I don't understand. Facebook, if you put something that they don't agree with within seconds, they're either throwing you in Facebook jail, kicking you off, or taking your post down and saying it's not appropriate within seconds. Yeah. Yet. This guy put things up, pictures with a, a with AR nineteen or AR fifteen, whatever it is, and nothing is done, nothing is said. There yeah. should be some mechanism for that as well. Yeah, I and mean, you, if, you really should be held to the standard of being saying that in person to somebody. You know, a lot of this is anonymous stuff that goes on online. He was not anonymous, but. You know, if you see something like this, you got to report it. You got to try to preempt it, try to stop it if you can. But exactly. I don't think there's stopping a madman like that. There's no stopping somebody like that. No, no. In Europe, guy was going through a supermarket shooting arrows a couple weeks ago or a right. week ago. Well, let's ban the arrows. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it's terrible. But uh, it's, getting- it's awful. Getting back to baseball and the Memorial Day weekend, well, we had some more fights on the field, not just the team fights. Gary, this is a strange story here. Do you want to segue into it? Well, Cincinnati Reds outfield, the Tommy Pham, was suspended uh, for three games and an undisclosed fine for his inappropriate conduct prior to Friday's game against the Giants. Uh, it was uh, reported... His suspension was retroactive to Friday night's context, and the remaining two games will be served Saturday and Sunday. Uh, what happened was he went up to uh, Giants outfielder uh, Jock Peterson. They met out in left field. Peterson said Fam confronted him and slapped him on the face over a dispute involving the Fantasy Football League that included both players at, as participants last year. Several players intervened in this situation. Both clubs and bullpens empty. Uh, apparently, he uh, uh, Peterson pulled the player. Um, well, let's here's his quote: "I put a player on the injured reserve when they were listed as out, and then added another player." And then there was a text message in the group saying that I was cheating because I was stashing players on my bench. Then I looked up the rules and sent the screenshot of the rules, how it says that when a player is ruled out, you're allowed to put them on the IR. That's all I was doing. It just so happened that he had a player who was out. He had him on the IR, and I said, you literally have the same thing on your team on your bench so it feels very similar to what i did and that was basically all of it there's not much more to it now fam said that he also made uh derogatory statements about his former team and and just total bad blood it seems between the two and uh my question is uh, um you know, baseball isn't a fantasy football league in a way gambling. Yeah, and I thought baseball had such strict rules about gambling. Apparently, you know, 
what happened to that? I mean, so it's okay to bet on a fantasy football league. I I don't know. I don't understand it anymore. But that's basically what this came down to. Fam got ticked off uh, over this or whatever words were exchanged, and he smacked Peterson in the face. <laughs> <laughs> And Peterson I, uh, acknowledged that there was some "quote unquote" big money involved in the fantasy football league. That's what fantasy football has devolved into: uh, money leagues, some of which are very big. So, yeah, it is a form of gambling, and um, we saw what happened with two players. Now, now that MLB has embraced gambling. You can't tell me that down the road or sometime soon, money's going to find its way to certain people, and there's going to be certain things happen within games that you may realize and you may not. They're going to be throwing games at some point. Well, I hope they don't, uh, but it just seems very strange that they, they make this thing about gambling and Fantasy League and DraftKings and all of these other things, it, it, it cracks me up. You watch a pregame show now, and then they have uh, the and I don't I, I I don't know if it's me, my age, or what. I don't understand now. It used to be three to one or two to two to one the odds or something. Now they have all of this plus twelve hundred plus. Eight hundred. I I don't know what that means. Does that mean they're the favorites or or what? Well, but plus twelve hundred would be not a favorite. That would mean you would have to bet one hundred dollars, and you would get twelve hundred dollars back. That's okay. plus twelve hundred. If it was minus twelve hundred, you'd have to put up twelve hundred dollars to win one hundred dollars. Ay ay ay. I've so, never understood any of that because I, I don't bet. Yeah, that's, I, I that's don't the bet. odds. So yeah. minus 200, if you see that, is you'd have to put up $200 to win $100. Or minus 600 would be you'd have to put up $600 to win $100. It's all based on $100 winning. Okay. But I guess my point is this, though. The pregame shows for Major League Baseball teams now give you these kind of odds, and they give you different things. If it, you know it's uh, plus five hundred, if whether or not this guy's going to get a hit tonight, or two. Uh, yeah. uh, well, isn't that gambling? Yeah, it certainly. I is. mean, that's gambling. So <laughs> I, I, you. You know what they've done? It it seems to me is they've taken it and and they've taken the positive side. In other words, uh, instead of it's, how can I word this? In instead of uh, telling a guy not to get a hit, I don't know. I I, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it, it it just seems like they've cleaned it up to make it sound happy and nice and and uh well he gets a hit you get money you know yeah Um, and it's it that's so schlocky and so i don't know it's so 
what I don't like about the way gambling has interwoven itself into these sports teams, the pregame and post games, as you said, there's a show on MLB Network now on betting odds and things. It's just, it's a little pathetic in a way. And yet Pete Rose <laughs> cannot get into the Hall of Fame. It yeah. just, it doesn't make sense to me anymore. Even though I was on board for it, and I still am in a certain respect, but I don't like the way it's being presented. I don't like the closeness within the league, the money that the league gets. It's, it's you know, Bally Sports bought out Fox Sports in some cities now. It's Bally Sports TV. It's, you know, gambling has a big arm. It's got a lot of money to it. And they, they weave their way into everything, and eventually it'll weave their way into the players and influencing outcomes of games. That's just my own opinion, but we'll see what happens on that. Well, I think some of the leagues actually have a share of some of these companies as well. Yeah. And it's hard I, to win on these games because you you may win once or twice or three times, then think you know what you're doing and you're going to lose more than you can afford to lose. And I'm mm -hmm. sure somebody out there has had that, had that happen to them more than once. A lot of younger people that are into easy money, quote unquote, making easy money. Maybe you can make it a few times here and there, but in the long run, you're going to lose. No, and, and that's always happened, whether it be at the slots, at the card tables, or what. But uh, you're 100% right, and this is just making it easier because you can do it right on your phone. Uh, you know, and, and I love these other games on the, uh, on your phone that, uh, now you can play bingo and win big bucks. And they always show the people when they never show the people losing, they yeah. only show you the people getting a bingo or, or hitting Millions. the jackpot on the slot machine on the phone. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, they never show you that the people that are not getting any money, <laughs> So, That's true. Um, Silent majority. You know, yeah, yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's just, everything's got to be easy now, and it's got to be right there for everybody, and it's not a good thing, I don't think. But No. Well, in uh, other baseball news, Gary, uh, longtime catcher, all-star, four years, Russell Martin officially announced his retirement. On his yeah. Instagram page, he thanked many people who helped support him throughout his career. 14 major league seasons he's played uh, before retiring. 17th round pick for the Dodgers, 2020 or 2002 rather, and um, spent his uh, first five major league seasons and his final season, which was 2019, by the way, in Dodger blue. So he's just now uh, taking to uh, retiring for his career. Yeah, good catcher, uh, clutch hitter once in a while. He could get those uh, clutch hit, great leader, uh, terrific, uh, uh, really good catcher, and really led a couple of good teams there, uh, got them into the playoffs, and... and uh, uh, he was, you know, not with uh, great teams all the time. Uh, to spend some time with the Dodgers, uh, I think he 
did a stint with the Yankees, uh, stint with the Blue Jays. Um, don't know who else, but uh, a good leader. I, I, I think we'll see him around as a coach or a manager someday. So uh, good for him, Russell Martin. And uh, how many years did he play, does it say? It says, let's see, 15, 14 MLB seasons. 14 years, yeah. You know, catches, that's, that's a long time for a catcher. It, it's, uh, and he didn't play other positions much. I don't believe he played anything else. So that, that's, uh, that's a long career. Yes, it is. And you have some news on uh, longtime reliever. This I find amazing. Dallas Keuchel. Yeah. Uh, two years out of being a... a I believe it was a, the Cy Young Award winner or finalist. Uh, Dallas Keuchel designated for assignment by Chicago. He struggled the last uh, last year and this year, and uh, they just decided to uh, cut him loose. And, you know, you have to wonder. There are some teams. Uh, our good friend, Jeff Cohen of Baseball and Barbecue Podcast. By the way, go check it out. Him and Len Aberman do a great job on that. Uh, he dropped me a line and said, uh, wonder if the Mets should take a chance. The Mets have three starters out right now. And, uh, you know, it may not be a bad, uh, a bad thing, uh, to, uh, take a chance on him and see what he could do. He can't do much worse than what, uh, Thomas Sapucky did the other night, giving up nine runs in an inning and a third. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, there are other teams that have a shot at getting him as well, probably. But um, we'll see. But uh, really, it was kind of a a shock to see that that Keiko was designated for assignment uh, by the White Sox. Yeah, he signed a three-year, fifty-five million dollar deal, and uh, still owed fourteen point one million on this one. So we'll see if a team does pick him up here and i think you're right gary one of these teams is going to pick him up and it could very well be the mets and it's not going to cost much so that's why i would think somebody would pick him up take a chance and and see look if he doesn't work out you dfa him then yourself you know mm-hmm. so uh but it could be a worthy opening, for, even if he eats innings, you know, if he doesn't necessarily pitch well, uh, if he could pitch decent. Uh, now, you know, especially from the Mets point of view, if he could pitch decent and eat up some innings um, just to buy time until these guys get back, because let's face it. If they come back and they come back healthy, that's going to be like making a huge trade for the Mets. I mean, they're going to be getting two of the best pitches in baseball back in hopefully July. So that's going to be like a big boom to them, whether they, they'll pitch okay is another story. But still, to get two Cy Young Award winners back in July is like, you know, that's a big pick me up for a team and and so they've just got to wait through this next month and and uh 
you know, uh, keep hitting and, and I hope they get decent pitching to keep their head above water to make it until these these guys can get back. I think Tyler McGill, one of the guys who was pitching well and got injured, he he's due back. He should be back in a week or so, I would think. And uh, so that'll help ease some of the uh, situation. Uh, another young guy stepped up. David Peterson, he's pitched pretty well. Um, so they've been weathering the storm, as it were. Well, yeah. But still, you, you know, if you can always use another arm in there. So it might be worth the effort to pick him up. That's true. And a lot of other teams feel the same way, I'm sure. We'll have to see who ends up with them. Well, someone that end up with a great rare Mike Trout card. This is a feel-good story, Gary. We started off on a terrible note with uh, sadness and things like that. Hopefully, we'll go out of this nice and happy for the weekend. Uh, young guy, it was a snow day for Ron and Christy Ferrante's three children at home in Connecticut on January 7th. So Ron decided to go to Walmart to buy two boxes of Topps holiday baseball cards to liven things up and give the kids something to do. His sons, <laughs> Joey and Jake, became fans of card collecting thanks to their grandfather. So what they did was out of one of those boxes, they pulled a limited edition autographed Mike Trout card that was only one of ten created by Topps. So they uh, they opened the card, came out with a rare autograph card, oh. and ended up getting flown out to Anaheim uh, upon uh, Mike Trout finding this out. And he asked, uh, he sent a direct message to the father asking if the family would be interested in coming out to an Angels game to meet him and spend time down on the field before the game. The family couldn't believe the request and accepted it without hesitation <laughs> as they tried to get to a new ballpark every season. So uh, great feel-good story there, Mike Trout, giving a so lifetime that, of memories to these kids. That wasn't part of finding the card. No, no, that was not included. He did it, that on his own. Mike Trout, Trout just happened to come upon this story, took it upon himself to personally contact the dad and invite the family out on him wow. to go see the Anaheim Angels play baseball and, of course, get these great pictures uh, in the dugout with Mike Trout. So you're not going to probably fantastic. see that on TV, but um, nice guy he is, Mike Trout. What a what a thrill that's got to be, whether you're an Angels fan or not. I mean, we're talking about pro arguably, arguably the, the best player in the game. Yeah. And and to go meet him like that and a future Hall of Famer and wow, that is really cool and and uh you know, that's the kind of guy he is, I guess they say he's a nice guy and yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. There you go. I mean, that that's just a. I, I thought when you first told me about the story, I thought it was part of the thing. You found the card and tops would yeah, fly like, out. Like a Willy that. Wonka type of thing, you know. Yeah, golden, yeah, the golden yeah. Ticket. The, the, the golden <laughs> ticket. Uh, but for to find out that it, it's not, and that Trout took it, well, wow, yeah. that's, that's just great. That's yeah. terrific. 
locally within the Philadelphia area, which of course Trout makes his home in the off season in Millville, New Jersey, which is where he grew up. Um, he sent a personalized message to a local weatherman that retired after 28 years on the job. We all know Mike Trout loves the weather and he goes on the weather channel yeah. all the time, but he, he even made his day with a personal message to a guy who was retiring locally here in uh, Philadelphia. So great Terrific. stories there uh, for Memorial Day weekend 2022. Gary, one more note before we get out of here. The UCLA baseball team scored an unlikely victory the other night, scoring nine runs in the bottom of the ninth for an unlikely comeback win. And that's baseball, isn't it? You can go from yep. zero to hero in a half inning. Yeah, you certainly can. And, and Rich, one more story, if I might, before sure. we uh, leave, as you say. Uh, Jake Berger had homered prior to the fifth inning of Saturday night's contest between his White Sox and the Cubs at Guaranteed Rate Field. Four times to be exact, over 100, 129 career plate appearances, Berger had hit home runs, but he had never gone deep on National Hamburger Day. So it was National Hamburger Day, and Jake Berger hit a home run. So... Uh, <laughs> You don't see that every day, that's for sure, or <laughs> that's every for sure. year. And, uh, you know, we got to announce these national days, uh, uh, you know, early. I didn't know it was National Home Hamburger Day. National so, Burger uh, Day. Hey, we got to rely on those restaurants to get us in there. I'll and, you tell you, yeah. Take advantage of these things. One of my favorite foods. <laughs> so Jake Burger goes deep. On National on, Burger Day. On National Burger Day. <laughs> That's his day. That's right. It's awesome. All right. Well, we hope everyone has a great weekend. Go out and make it fun, exciting. Stay safe. Enjoy. Watch a lot of baseball. And above all, you know, have that burger. Even though it's national, it's not <laughs> National Burger Day. Go out and find one. Have a belated National Burger Day. Yep, I'll say goodbye to Facebook here as we uh, disconnect off of our live stream. Hope you enjoyed it, everyone. Hit like and subscribe for us. Will you share us with your friends? And yeah. uh, for the rest of us out there, you have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, see you next time on another edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. <laughs>